Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we sail the high seas in search of spiced plunder. Yes, that's right. We are back talking about rum, but this time of the spiced variety. Lots of wonderful warming flavours in this stuff, and turns out it's pretty much gone hand in hand with rum itself. Anyway, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So, as uh, Stuart said, yes, basically hand-in-hand with rum, as you would remember from our rum episode. That was so long ago. So long ago. It was... Six or something? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But it was around the... um, It was the 17th century Mm. when rum first came into existence. Oh, not when we recorded our episode. Not when we recorded our episode, (laughs) but when rum first came into existence, which we mentioned in that episode. (laughs) When uh, Caribbean slaves discovered that they could use the byproduct of sugarcane, molasses, to distill it and make an alcohol. Now, what they produced was sort of similar to the rum that we have today, except it was um, very much unpalatable at, at the time. And a 1651 document from Barbados stated, the chief fuddling they make in the island is Rambullion, alias Kill Devil, and this is made of sugar canes distilled, a hot, hellish, and terrible liquor. And <laughs> so it stands to reason that shortly after this hot, hellish, and terrible liquor began being produced in the Caribbean, they began adding spices and fruits and various other things to it to mm. cool it down and make it easier to drink. Mm. And... Some of the weirdest uh, additions I've seen for spice drum is like meat and moths and insects to change the flavor. Milk. Yeah, some uh, very interesting combinations. And of course, there's the ones that are more standard, more generally accepted. The, the ones that are generally used amongst the mass-produced spiced rums. And that's your cloves, your vanilla... And uh, nutmeg, mm. pretty popular too. And cinnamon. And cinnamon, yes. Although I, I would say a lot of the vanilla comes from the barrels that age it in. Mm, quite possibly. On that note, we should let's, uh, let's describe the different styles because for those that can't remember, me included, um, the different styles of rum are the dark rums, uh, brown or black or red rums, uh, Definitely darker than the gold rums and are usually made f- from caramelized sugar or molasses, generally aged quite quite a long time in heavily charred barrels, giving them the strong those strong flavors with the spices and molasses overtones. You got your flavored rums, fruity stuff, uh, gold rums or amber rums, which are most common. Uh, you've got your light rums. Or silver or white, and spiced rums are in a category of their own. Though there does occasionally uh, get to be a little bit of crossover with spice having been added to 
the other varieties of rum. Mm. That's what I would I would agree with that too. Yes, and I suppose we can get to that a little later on because I think we have to do the jump of centuries here to um, jump between when only people in the islands were aware of and drinking spiced rums to when the rest of us became aware of it on a large scale with the increase in popularity of Captain Morgan's in the 1980s. Yeah, they uh, Diageo with Captain Morgan pretty much kicked off the modern spice modern spiced rum interest. There's a word I'm thinking of. Fanaticism? People yeah. love the stuff now. Yeah, pe- people love spiced rum now. And so there's lots of different spiced rum manufacturers now. Mm. Of course, there's Bacardi, Diageo, and uh, Pernod Ricard. Yeah, and uh, even Don Q has uh, has gotten into it. But um, a lot of them have discontinued their attempts because they just weren't successful. Mm. Even Bacardi discontinued their Bacardi Spice because Captain Morgan became so popular. Mm. It, this is still the 80s we're talking as yeah. well. Um, yeah, pre- Captain Morgan pretty much held the monopoly on dark and and or spiced rum for a good 20 years. So there's not much between uh Captain Morgan and what we see today. There were a few uh a few rums that came and went over the years, but the ones that have now stuck around include Kraken or the Kraken spiced rum. Uh you've got Sailor Jerry, which is quite a it's been around for at least 10, 15 years. Yeah, and the uh, the interesting thing, I think, with these new players is that they come in at a much higher proof than Captain Morgan. Mm. They've like opened up a little space in the market because Captain Morgan has a ludicrous market share. Oh, yeah. And to open a space in the market, they had to find one that Captain Morgan wasn't quite hitting, and that's the high-proof spiced rum. Well, the pr- just the premium market because Captain Morgan is reasonably cheap for what it is. Mm, that it is. And yeah, with the Kraken Black Spiced Rum coming in at 94 proof... Mm, that, or 47%. Yes, it's a whole new thing. Sailor Jerry's also do a 94 proof spiced rum. Yeah. And they're usually around the 80 proof mark. At uh, Again, at the higher percentage alcohol end is uh, Shipwreck Spiced Rum. From the St. Kitts Rum Company, who also come in with a slightly stronger bit of rum. And yeah, they've managed to sort of stay in there and carve out a little niche for themselves. Mm. For the premium spiced rum market, as you said. Yeah. Undoubtedly, because they're that slightly higher proof and they manage to mellow that flavor well. And that... Brings us, I guess, pretty nicely to when we talk about mellowed flavors and things that balancing the burn just right, we are in fact drinking the Kraken Black Spiced Rum. Mm. I, well, we picked this one because it's one of our favorites. Uh, sitting right, sitting neatly in the good drop territory. Yeah, and it is one of the very vanilla smelling, mm. smells of yeah, vanilla and general spice. 
mine's watered down too much. <laughs> yeah, I think vanilla, you know, cinnamon, a little bit of probably clove. Yeah. I would guess from... No no anise to speak of at no. all, though. No, definitely no, um, probably, no anise. Probably a bit of cardamom. Yeah, yeah. but it, it balances well. Like for something that has this sort of strength to it, mm. it's light it's pleasant it goes down easily yeah and it it's i i, I guess the flavors are more uh, typical christmas kind of flavors with the cin- bit of cinnamon and vanilla and the cloves like, yeah true. like you said and it, it does make it uh, mix very well with coke because mm. it, it tastes like a, a spicy vanilla coke really and ginger beer mm, yeah that as well it, it would have made a delicious dark and stormy mm. and the Kraken actually made some really good rum balls. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. Those were fantastic. Because mm. it's Christmas, just gone Christmas at the time of recording. Yeah. So for those of you playing along at home, we did eat rum balls made with Kraken. Mm. They were good. Very, very nice. Mm. Now, for those playing at home that struggle to find decent spiced rums on the market or need a spiced rum with a particular flavor profile, you can make this yourself. It's surprisingly easy to do. Yeah, it's uh, very similar to flavoring any other alcohol. Mm. I mean, it's you get your herbs, you put them in a herb basket or a, a cheesecloth and tie it up so the herbs don't um i guess mix through the so it's easy to filter out the herbs once you once you've done steeping and that's about it you let it steep for a couple of days out of the sun yeah so the same as yeah flavoring a vodka except it's your own spiced rum to the flavor of your liking do be prepared though to not have the flavor be as you're liking the first time you try it, Mm-mm. you may need to do some adjustment. Yeah. Hopefully you get it right and don't ruin, but don't ruin a good rum. Start with a cheap rum. Yeah. Hmm. Play it safe. Yes, but not a cheap, nasty rum. No. So one of the better recipes I've found includes a vanilla bean, three whole cloves, one cinnamon stick, five whole spice whole spice, five whole spice berries, five whole black peppercorns, half a star anise, uh, an eighth of a teaspoon of fresh grated nutmeg, uh, three quarter size pieces, three quarter size pieces of fresh ginger, and uh, two three inch strips of fresh orange zest with pith removed. Well, that does sound interesting. Mm. And... It says, combine everything in a large jar and seal. Keep in a cool, dark place for 48 hours, shaking once a day to distribute the ingredients. Start tasting it after 48 hours and adjust ingredients if necessary. And if you feel it's done, probably no longer than four days, strain and bottle. Mm. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty nice. I wouldn't mind yeah. giving that a go at some point. I mean, four days sounds a little bit quick. But I guess it depends how strong of a flavor you want to impart. Mm. And also how you're going to use it. If you're going to drink it over ice or something, four days is probably plenty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you're going to use it as like a 
uh, cake mixture flavoring. And you, you want to get those flavors strong. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did also see a recipe for uh, Earl Grey spiced rum. Mm. For those that like bergamot. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting one as well. Hmm. I could see it working too. Bergamot, ginger. Uh, what else was in there? Bergamot, ginger, vanilla, cardamom, and obviously Earl Grey. Well, obviously Earl Grey, yes. Yeah. When was the first time you had uh, spiced rum, Mickle? Oh, good question. I think. Well, it would have been Captain Morgan's, I would say, almost for certain. And possibly somewhere around nine or ten years ago. Oh, yeah. First, I mean, I'd had Captain Morgan before. Like, I bought a bottle because it was different way back in in my party days. Back in when I was like... Nine, eighteen, nineteen. Ah. Um, but I don't really remember it, to be honest. Like, I just remember it tasting like burning with some spices. Right. Back yeah. before I had the uh, experience to pick the flavors. Mm, I mean, back in uh, yeah, I was I was always about the whiskey back then. So it wasn't until I started experimenting with other things. Mm, it was vodka and tequila for me. Wait, back in the back, way back then, I was drinking those because they did. They tasted the best out of the bad bunch, or the le- tasted the least bad. Mm. <laughs> um, but then I had Bacardi Oakheart about eight, seven years ago. Oh yes, and Oakheart I had. Uh... Yeah, probably around that same time, actually, for, yeah. for the first time. Oakard is nice. Mm. That's probably one of the better ones I've had. And the price point is really good, too. Well, for Australia, anyway. Yeah. A lot of them have good price points in Australia, but mm. good for Australia. Yeah. So, I, I, would, I would recommend Oakard as one of the better spiced rums. Yeah. That- and Captain Morgan, I guess it's an entry point. Mm-hmm. And it's been around long enough that it's probably not going to go anywhere. And definitely you will always hit a pub having some sort of a deal for Captain and Coke mm. or something like that. But when I first tried Oakheart, it was because I was at a pub that had a deal for Oak and Coke. Same. It, yeah. In fact, it might have been the same uh, same event. It, it, it may well have been <laughs> the, the same event at the same Irish pub. So... What's our top drop for today's episode? Uh, so our top drop for today's episode is the Abelforth's Rum Bullion Spiced Rum. Now, this is not just a single rum deserving of accolades, but the brand itself, Abelforth's Rum Bullion, the stock standard rum bullion is the cheapest of of the rum bullion spiced rums that Abelforth's does. Mm. And it took out a silver medal in the World Rum Awards 2018. What? But, but? A gold medal went to the Abelforth's Rum Bullion Navy Strength <laughs> Spiced Rum, and the category winner 
for Best Spiced Rum of 2018 was Abel Forth's Rum Bullion XO 15 years old. So not only did they did the did our top drop win silver, but they also took out bronze and gold. Yeah, they they took out yeah the clean sweep. Yeah, best <laughs> best in category gold, silver. They took out the lot. Wow. So Abel Forth's is definitely a safe bet for a good spiced rum. Amazing. Now, there was also an Australian spiced rum that took out gold alongside Abel Forth's Rumbullion Navy Strength, and that was the 4670 Piracy Spiced. Right. But we can't find it anywhere. So we can't very well make that the top drop, because at least the Rumbullion we can get. Yeah. How about that? They don't have the Australian winner. Yeah, but they've got the one from the UK at our favourite bottle shop. So our good drop is the Kraken, like you said. Um, it is 40% alcohol by volume, and you can't miss it on the shelf because it's got a giant octopus on the front. Yeah, and those fantastic little handles. Mm. It does make it does help it stand out, doesn't it? Like it it's does. your typical pirate bottle of rum i guess on the back it says the kraken rum company produces and shippers of fine rums to points all around the world i do have a description but it's very hard to read because they've chosen a very cursive font uh the kraken is the kraken is rum from the caribbean blended with natural flavors named for a sea, be- a sea beast of myth and legend. The Kraken rum is strong, rich, black, and smooth. That all well, they are not wrong about that, but they don't give a description of the flavour, which is interesting. Yeah. No, it's more of a sales pitch than a description of the taste. Yeah, yeah. but it is. It is very nice. I mm. highly recommend this one, even though it's getting up there in price. Yeah, I think it's it's worth it, though. Mm, for sure. For sure. Now, our odd drop doesn't necessarily have a funny name, but it's made oddly. It is a sweet potato spiced rum. Uh, the description is made from the... Triple distilled flesh of sweet potatoes and sugarcane molasses. Sweet potato spice rum is said to have flavor, flavors of ginger, treacle, lemon blossom, warm spices, and caramel. So it's, yeah, rum made with sweet potato. Which definitely sounds interesting. Hmm. I wouldn't mind giving and it a go if yeah. we can get our hands on it. And it certainly, it sounds a little odd. Yeah. Um, the Sweet Potato Spirit Company, which makes this odd beverage um also has a also has drinks including moonshine orange cello and a raspberry liqueur so they're Mm. in the market to make odd things apparently so very very weird yes keep an eye out for their brand of strangeness Mm. and if you've tried any of those let us know uh, email is in the show notes. Um, but I don't really have anything else. No, that's, uh, that's all I had as well. 
So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Podbean, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, so on and so forth. (laughs) Uh, We are a good drop all about alcohol. Look for that beer icon. Yeah, you can also find us on the socials from time to time on Facebook and Instagram as a good drop podcast. And if you've... If you want to check out our library of previous episodes, we've got a good old-fashioned website, agooddrop.com.au. And if you've got any comments, questions, uh, feedback, or suggestions for future episodes, shoot us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Me too. And be sure to tune into our next episode when we talk about popular drinks of the 20s. Hmm. I was going to say first episode of the... Uh, 20th decade decade 2.0 but in fact this was that episode this was indeed so we'll uh, bring in the 20s we'll record this episode in the 20s how about that yes it will be our first episode recorded in the 20s (laughs) talking all about the 20s and version 1 and version 2 yeah and what's going to be in the 20s to come we think Hmm. it'll be good fingers crossed so yeah until next time Cheers. Cheers.